Welcome to Political Coffee, your one-hour thought-provoking news and commentary as you begin your day. And now, here's your host, Jeff Crofts. Hey, good morning, everybody. Great to be with you as we begin a new week. So, let me ask you a question here. New week of politics. Politics that matters. Let me ask you something. Do you think that transgender violence is going to go unpunished? Because that's a central issue going on right here in Oregon. Oregon Middle School, here's the headline. It's a Fox News story. Oregon Middle School won't say whether a student filmed attacking a smaller girl is transgender. Video of a second incident allegedly involving the same attacker was later shared online. Now, this is an Oregon Catalyst story about this. School attack is the headline. Teacher, victim's mom speaks. In it, this mother... This is the mother of the victim posting about this is from a post millennial uh, story, posting about her daughter's horrific attack on social media, demanding answers from the school and threatening legal action against the trans attacker. We will be pressing charges. I want everyone to see this video. I want everyone to share this video. Assaulting someone is never okay, but a boy slash man should never lay hands on a girl woman. And that's on the parents for not raising a decent human being. A teacher in the same article, by the way, well-known activist, our friend Ben Edel, put up on Twitter or X, a letter from a teacher from Hazelbrook, Hazelbrook Middle School. who says they have safety concerns. Kids are frustrated. Teachers are frustrated. Kids are scared and feel unsafe. Why? Because students are allowed to do whatever they want in the name of transgender. The Daily Mail, which, by the way, is a leftist, publication out of the website out of the you uh, out of the out of Britain and by the way we've got British news it's the second thing I want to talk with you about today the Daily Mail talked about this soon after a second incident was shared online I'm reading from the article which allegedly involved the same student shoving another girl to the ground a third pupil tried to get involved and the alleged attacker began hitting her before throwing her to the ground and continuing to swing punches. The fight ended quickly after an adult's voice was heard, leading them to back away. Dr. Sue Ricky Smith, superintendent of the district, said the second end of it looked horrific, but that had been addressed by the principal and her staff. Now that the second video has come to the office's attention, I am too concerned. I too, the superintendent said, I'm concerned about a repeated pattern and all the pieces around that. 
She said, I'll have to get more information from the school so I can understand that incident, how it was investigated, how it relates to the other one. This is the work ahead of me. And of course, then the middle school says, well, they're not going to comment on whether the student who did the attacking is transgender. So what should a parent do? Now, I'm quite serious now. If you're a parent, your child is attacked by a transgender student the way this one was. Do you file charges? What will the DA do? Will the DA be politically correct and drop the assault charges, find a way to do it? Because they're transgender? Because the school, using the excuse now, that the school has this policy that this teacher says, it's called restorative justice, by the way, allowing the kids to do whatever they want. What should parents do? Should they file lawsuits? Not only charges. Okay, charges are one thing, right? I mean, this is clearly assault. It's on camera. But what about civil lawsuits? We either nip this in the bud now, or our culture further decline, slides into the cesspool. We're circling the drain right now, folks. We either nip it in the bud now aggressively by going after not just the attacker, folks. You file charges, because this is clearly assault and against Oregon law, but you also file civil lawsuits, but not just against the attacker and their parents that raised this person to be whatever they are, but the school district for having a policy that enables this. And not just the school district, folks. You file charges against, you file lawsuits against the superintendent, against the principal, against the school board members. Now, all of that takes money. If we don't step up and start funding this type of thing, yes, I'm, I'm being a little bit out there today. I'm just telling you, folks, unless we step up and help fund these kinds of lawsuits, the lawfare that Democrats and leftists, deep state, are using against Trump, is an example. Trump's spending a lot of money and we're funding it. Spending a lot of money to defend himself against lawfare. Is it a tactic that we should use? That's the question I want to ask. What will you do to stand up against this? Do you think it's right that there are two systems of justice in America. There's a system of justice for Republicans, conservatives. There's a system of justice 
if you're politically correct leftist. We all know it. But it's not. Be, in fact, it's being denied. There's a gateway pundit story about Merrick Garland, who's O'Biden's attorney general. He says, we do not have one rule for Republicans and another rule for Democrats. That's about as big a lie as you could possibly make. And this guy was going to be a Supreme Court justice. Remember, he was nominated by Obama. There are two systems of justice in America. And every day, it's absolutely on display in America. And it affects us right here. Marion County is a conservative place, generally speaking. This is why, and it needs to become more conservative, and we have that opportunity to do this, to help it become more conservative. How do we do that? Well, we roundly and powerfully defeat this Salem City income tax. It's one of the ways. Because in that process, in the process of you talking about the city of Salem spending, we're going to talk more about this tomorrow night at the Political Coffee Clutch. I want to ask you to come and join us there, 6 o'clock at the Honky Tonk Bar and Grill, where Nick Hill of Marion and Polk first is going to be talking about how you can get involved in the campaign. This is this opportunity for, you hear me talk about this, it is so true. The opportunity for you to reach out to people in your world that maybe not be normally willing to even talk about conservative ideas. This is your opportunity, friends. To have persuasive conversations with people who are persuadable. A lot of them now are, I mean, think about it. You've got Tina Kotek saying she's going to vote against this because she just you know, moved into Salem, right? He's a Salem resident, as governor. Sold her house in Portland. Now, this is an opportunity. There are 21,000 state employees who live in Salem. That's a lot, folks. Not all of them are liberal. Many of them are conservatives. They're quiet conservatives. But it's the people in the middle. Those are the ones that we can reach out to. You can reach out to. This is a powerful opportunity. This is how we change things. One person, one heart, one mind at a time. It's not right to have two systems of justice. It's not right to have policies that allow your child to be attacked at school and it to be swept under the rug. Somebody needs to be held accountable and not just in the normal way. We need to aggressively stand up for our rights under the law. Otherwise, we will lose them. Anne-Marie writes a text, circling the drain, file charges, yes. File a lawsuit, yes. Guard and protect your child, absolutely. What messages are they getting from you, the parent? 
Yeah, absolutely right. Now, this is the first thing I wanted to talk with you about today. The second thing is there are two systems of media coverage. Now, we've known that for a long time, but I want to offer up for you the example of California Governor Gavin Newsom appoints a black gay woman married to her partner by the name of La Panza Butler. She's head of ultra radical leftist Emily's List, which is a long list of very wealthy women who, well, contributors, who fund pro-abortion candidates all over the country. That's what Emily's List is. You see, this woman was appointed to fill Dianne Feinstein's California seat. She lives in Maryland. FEC records show that she was registered to vote in Maryland last year. Just hours after she was appointed, she removed from her Twitter or X location an indication that she lived in Maryland. Oopsies. But does anybody care? She's a member of the University of California Board. But she lives in Maryland. Registered to vote in Maryland. Has now hiding. Do you think the mainstream media should pay any attention about it? Well, there's more. We'll get into all of it today. 503. Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. Twenty-two minutes past the top of the hour. So the issue is fairness. This is the profound opportunity you have to have those persuasive conversations with people in your world that are persuaded about all of these things, using the concept of fairness. How is it fair that there are two systems of justice in America on the federal level? If you're an abortion protester, if you're standing outside of an abortion clinic on a sidewalk praying, not protesting, not even with a sign, you get arrested. It's happening, and you're getting charged. Yet Antifa can break windows, destroy property, beat people up, and not get charged. There are two systems of justice. It's not fair. Jim writes an email about public safety, about this second video of this transgender, allegedly, gotta say those words, this alleged transgender person, boy beating up on this girl. Jim writes this, says, will it be violence with a gun next time? No such thing as a safe space anymore. Yeah, that's right. There are two systems of what's politically correct in the news media. News media is not saying a word about Gavin Newsom's pick 
to replace Dianne Feinstein. Of course, they would have to make it a black woman lesbian married to her partner. Her bio, her Twitter location, all of it says she lives in Maryland. Now, how could he appoint her? The news media doesn't care. They'll find an excuse. They'll find a reason. Just sort of like, you know, Ron White being New York's third senator. It's not fair. You see, the rules that apply, and again, you you have to think about this in this way as you're having these discussions with people. Fairness. Fairness is the basic issue. Just think back to your what happens when you have a family rule for the whole family, including your kids. And then for whatever reason, you don't keep it. Your kids called you on it, didn't they? Of course they did. Because it's perceived as not being fair. The rules are the rules. So when someone doesn't abide by the rules and gets away with it. You, nobody likes it. You have the opportunity to, again, have those discussions with people. Is it fair that someone who's being taxed, who works in Salem, but lives in Polk County, or Yamhill County, or Lynn County, is it fair that they have to pay a tax that they cannot vote on? You see where I'm headed with this, folks. The opportunity to make political inroads with people who are persuaded is profound and it's right in front of us. Doug writes an email. By the way, you want to send an email, it's Jeff at 1220.am or Jeff at KSLM.news about truth and transgender. He says, well, it's, it's a quote and it's a good one from Oscar Wilde. Quote, if you must tell people the truth, you must do it with humor or they'll kill you. Unquote. Yeah, that's largely true. With politics, you have to be very careful with using politics, political humor. Because sometimes people don't want to receive it, and sometimes the reaction is not good. Now, here's the next show or um, topic. And one of our listeners sent this to me uh, about, about uh, was it Dwight? Uh, I don't remember who it was. Here's what's going to happen. Matt Hancock uh, ha- is, this is out of the BBC News, so this is out of England. Matt Hancock is a writer. He says, leaked messages suggest a plan to frighten the public. This is all about COVID. 
Matt Hancock suggested to an aide, now this is the former health secretary, suggested to an aide that they, quote, frighten the pants off everyone, unquote, about COVID. These were messages that were published by the Sunday Telegraph, which is one of their newspapers. It reveals the existence, he discussed revealing the existence of a variant of COVID to ensure that people complied with lockdown rules. In another exchange with the head of civil service, Simon Case, he suggested the, quote, fear slash guilt factor that was vital to the government's messaging. Now, this is all part of a whole, like, 100,000 WhatsApp messages that were leaked to the Telegraph by a journalist. Now, this is the question. Is this the control method that will be once again rammed down our throat? Will they try to scare our pants off, bring us in compliance? What will you when they try it. It worked well last time. Why wouldn't they try it again? What will you do? Will you comply? Let's talk about it on the other side. It's 6.30. Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. Buddy. Apparently, uh, we're having some technical difficulties. My apologies for that. Here's what we're talking about today. And you can call in and express your opinion, I think. I don't know how that's going to work out. Talking about two system, fairness and how we could use the issue of fairness. You know, to have those persuasive conversations with people that moves them, begins to get them moving in the right direction politically, reevaluating their political allegiances. This is so important. Now, the two things we're talking about today is the story about this allegedly transgender school student, a boy who apparently beat up on a girl. What's going to happen there? Now, what's more infuriating is the school board's statement about it on Thursday. Okay. Now, Friday, I mean, this went viral, and we'll get into that. There were bomb threats. They had to evacuate the school. Now, that's dumb. There were threats against the school administrators, and there were threats against the board members. That's not the way to approach this. We'll get into that in a moment here. Also, are they? how far are you prepared to go when the next COVID-based lockdown happens? This is all based on this, this WhatsApp, uh, 100,000 messages that were leaked in the UK. The former health secretary on these WhatsApp messages is saying 
that we, quote, we frighten the pants off of everyone with the new strain, unquote. The person he was, that was, he was responding to, having this conversation with, responded back, said, quote, yep, that's what will get proper behavior change, unquote. And then the, the health minister, Matt Hancock, says, quote, when do we deploy the new variant, unquote. The next day, he announced the new variant. So when this happens again, how are you going to respond? When Governor Tina says to you, state employees, you're going to have to get the latest shot. What are you going to do? When the next lockdown occurs and the governor says, well, we're going to have to lock down the health clubs. We're going to have to lock down your churches. But we're going to leave the marijuana stores and the liquor stores open. What are you going to do? When the governor says, everybody's got to wear a mask, what are you going to do? When the president or the occupant of the White House, I don't call him the president. Well, when he says, everybody's got to wear a mask to get on an airplane, Amtrak, a bus, because they receive federal money, what are you going to do? Would love to get your perspective on this. Do you trust government to tell you that this is right? You see, if this is happening in the UK, do you think it's happening here in America? Did it happen here in America? Now, these messages are from January of 2021, folks. That's you know going on three years ago. If they are going to do this kind of thing, saying, when do we deploy the new variant? Now, I, I don't know that he's talking about literally releasing the new variant into the public as much as when do they make it the announcement and frighten the pants off of everyone, as he said, with the new strain. We're hearing that now, right? You're seeing it in the news media. The uptick in COVID cases. Everybody around here knows somebody. Right now, people are saying COVID. My own mother has to go get tested today because a women's group at her church who had Bible study the other night that she was at apparently has turned up with COVID. So what are you going to do? Now, my mother has to go get a test today. Why? Because she has a doctor's appointment this week. And I'll guarantee you that they're going to ask her. So, uh, when's the last time you had a COVID test? Have you been exposed to anybody? What are you going to do? 503-589-1220. Are there two systems of justice in America if you're politically correct, if you're a transgender student? And what are you going to do with the next lockdown change? You know, when they announce the next variant. 503-589-1220 is the power of your GMC talk line. Um, 
All right, so we have a little bit of a delay going on here, so let's go to Gail first. Gail, good morning. We'll wait for Gail to come up. Hello. Hi, Gail. Hey. I'm going to sound like a broken record. Gail, can you hear me? No, I can. Okay, all right. We're trying to get this technical issue out. Sorry about that. Please continue, would you? Uh, where was I? I couldn't. I couldn't hear myself. So. Yeah, and and I couldn't hear you either. So why don't you just start over? Okay, let's see, let's see if I can remember what I said. <clears throat> I, I, I said, I will not comply to this tyrannical government, but what I will do is join, and I am joining, the Oregon General Jural Assembly, because if 30 people from each county will assemble, we can conquer this right now. And I truly believe that, Jeff. So I will not comply, and I'm going to do something about it. So um, are you guys meeting regularly then to, uh, a, to try to do this? The person who's heading Oregon has a Zoom meeting where people can ask questions every Wednesday night. And independent of that, they're, they either have coordinators for every county or are trying to get coordinators for every county. Um, like the Founding Fathers only had 1.7% representation of the population, we don't, we don't need many. And in Oregon, we only actually need 16 counties to assemble to have Oregon covered. Um, yeah, so, so that Zoom meeting, and I, I have sent you a link, but I will send it again. Yeah, yeah, and, do that, and I'll put it on the show plan today so that people uh, can be a part of, if they're interested, can be a part of the Zoom meeting and ask questions. I think that's very good. Yes, the questions. I mean, you're going to think you're in fairyland with what's possible. We are going to go to break. Gary, hang on. We'll get to the other side. Gail, great to hear you. Back in a moment, friends. Thank you. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. At five at fifty fifty Skyline a few days ago. Here all the large offices are doing that. Wonder if your audience has more info on it. Uh, by the way, uh, Amanda, I can hear myself now. <laughs> so I'm talking on the air. Thanks, uh, Curtis, for sending the great uh, poster about Ginocchio. You know, instead of Pinocchio, it's Ginocchio. 
uh, Joe is sitting on the counter as Pinocchio, and guess who is the master that made him? Barack Hussein Obama. Yep, that's right. Uh, we're going to go to the phones in a second here. Got to remind you, folks, here very shortly, like in a couple, three days, we're going to be back in the 80s. If your AC is not heating or keeping, keeping you cool, and you know it's not working right when it's cold at night, you better call Freedom Heating and Air. They'll come out to your place right away, and they'll get it fixed. 503-580-1456. Let's go to the phones. We'll start with Gary. Gary, go. Gary, are you there? Talk about. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, go, Ducks. Hey, this girl that uh, was beat up uh, by this transsexual whatever, uh, by this boy, um, apparently she was the third one. This was actually happened here in Tualatin. Uh, the school is yes. about a mile, mile away. And uh, he's got a Hispanic name. Uh, it sounds like he's been targeting these, uh, these girls. Uh, to beat them up and uh, to bully them. But the questions that I have, uh, were the teachers involved? In other words, were they virtue signaling this, uh, this homosexual, uh, giving him free reign, extra reign, and kind of keeping the, uh, well, and who are these kids that are being targeted? Are these Christian girls who don't like uh, boys in their bathroom? Uh, were they targeted because they were disagreeing with the, uh, the, the rainbow movement? Uh, what exactly was going on here, and was it being facilitated by the schools? And by, I mean, were they really setting this thing up to, to happen the way it's happening? And what about these girls? I mean, I've got a note from the parents, and they are just outraged and going to sue the schools up one side and down the other, as they should. But was this a terror organization going against anybody who dares to speak against uh, the Rainbow Mafia? Those are all really good questions, and they need to be answered. And the only way you're going to get answers to it is for parents to stay engaged, go to the school board meetings, to, to ask a lot of tough questions, and the law. Well, Jeff, I know, I know everybody here in town that I need to talk to that, that can get us some answers, and I'll let you know what I find out. Please do. Gary, thanks. Go Beebs. Go Ducks. Uh, Corby writes uh, an email about how can they test, are they testing for when COVID has never been isolated and doesn't exist? Have them ask if they say they are positive, which variant they have. I bet you they will say they don't know. What a hoax. Uh, Linda writes an email. I had a wellness check last week. These were the first questions they asked me. Have I had all the COVID shots? When I replied, no. Whether to know if I was going to get them up to date, I replied I had no plans to receive any more COVID vaccinations. And what's the point when they change every year? I do get a flu shot, but I inquired very heavily about the ingredients in the flu shot. And was there any COVID, mRNA, et cetera? And I was told they did not. Not sure I believe it, but I did get the annual flu shot. Let's go to uh, Ronnie. Ronnie, go ahead.
Jeff. Oh, hey, I'm there you go. go. All right, make a long story short. Uh, one, what happened to our target unit by the school district, target Walton, is an insult. This is no different than what they used to do to blacks, what blacks used to do on the gangs at Gompers High School in Los Angeles 50 years ago. This is enabled. This is the lack of the parents to just go along, get along. This is the result to get the stupid prizes. You need to stop being the fool, taking the three-card money, bull sugar, and start holding these school board members accountable. Go after the parents. Go after the group that is promoting it. Go after the Department of Education with their policies that are generating up and down the east, east, west side of the Willamette Valley. All the way down to Crestwell, they got co-ed bathrooms. Uh, I mean, it is sickening. And then the last thing I'll say, hell to the no, I will not comply of anything. Not even the flu shot. And to back what I said, there's a young man down in a desert community in California who was at Trader Park, on the high-end Trader Park that everybody goes to. And he was a good man. In the process, he had his third COVID vaccination three months later, 23 years old, after he dropped dead and was dead in his sleep while his mom was looking after him, thinking that he didn't wake up until, you know, he didn't sleep well, whatever. And this is sickening. What we have to do is say hell to the no to the jab, tell the state to kiss our grips, and hold these people accountable and these rhinos like Canope or Ricky Breeze Iverson. And you need to hold Mr. Jeff Helfrich, who's now the Republican minority leader for the House. He better be able to answer these questions. I insist as a Republican and as a conservative American to address these three issues. If not, vote their grits out. That's all. Well said. Thank you, Ronnie. Appreciate you joining us today, folks. Sorry for the technical difficulties. There's a story, by the way, on this whole business of will you comply to the next lockdown requirements. There's a story on the Liberty Daily that says a poll shows a slight majority of Americans will likely not get the future jabs. And while that's good, it means far too many people still will. That's a problem. Folks, join us tomorrow night, the Political Coffee Clutch, please, 6 o'clock at the Honky Talk Bar and Grill. The first hour is Political Coffee Clutch, second hour is Oregon People's Vote, the latest on their training that they had October 1st, which in my mind was yesterday, and they've got another training coming on October 4th about hand ballot counting. They're going to talk about that tomorrow night. We're going to have Nick Hill joining us to talk about how you can get involved in the campaign to repeal the city of Salem income tax. Bring somebody new with you. We'll see you tomorrow, friends.